There are some rules for email etiquette that you should follow when you need to communicate with someone in a professional capacity, such as teachers, college admissions offices, different contacts for scholarships, or any other area where there might be a need for something that's more than your personal communication, something that's above and beyond that. These rules will help you make the best first impression, and you're also making sure that you are showing respect to that person that you're communicating with. Today, we're going to talk about the definition of email etiquette, why professional communication matters, and we're even going to give you some examples of appropriate email etiquette and help make sure that you are ready for those next steps. Hey there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. All right, so let's get started. Excuse me. The first thing I want to do is define etiquette. So dictionary.com defines etiquette as conventional requirements as to social behavior. So this is something that you are going to, um, that is the accepted and expected um, steps that you would take. So something where you are reaching out. It is, like I said in their introduction, it is more than just that personal communication. We are going above and beyond in how we are treating people and how we're communicating and we want to be seen as professional. So as we are talking about the college search today, it relates to that. But this also can apply to any kind of email communication that you are sending, whether it be applications for a job or sharing information with an employer whether that be part-time or full-time, these things can apply to multiple areas of your student's life. So a couple of different quotes that I also know about, quotes are probably one of my very favorite things um, that I will share with you all. Um, Mary Wiseman said, people are more than their first impressions. And even if someone seems like a lot or seems this way or that way, it doesn't mean they're not a three-dimensional person with a real life. So We want you to have that positive first impression, but also to be able to show the people who are reading your communication that you are more than just that one piece of communication. Patrick Stump talks about how there's no first impression anymore. You go to a job interview and they'll probably Google you. It's a shame. People should pay close a little should play it a little closer to the chest as far as what information they release to the world. If I'm angry about something, I'm not going to take it to my Twitter. So again, this is something that when we're talking about email etiquette, you don't want to just have that positive connection and that positive communication with someone. You want to be, this is a bonus tip, really. You want to make sure that you are having those positive conversations and interactions, um, And that what you are sharing on any kind of social media or TikTok is something that the colleges are going to say, okay, we're still on board with having you because sometimes colleges will actually rescind acceptance offers depending on what they see of a person when they are looking into their online presence. Colleges have also, colleges will look into that. Employers will also look into, do we want to hire this person for our company? 
Um, so when we talk about the impact of etiquette on your college search, it really is looking at how am I treating others? How am I treating with this person with what I'm saying, how I'm interacting with them and showing respect? If you need something from someone or you have a question that you need answered, you are going to get a much better response by being polite and kind and respectful in that communication than you would get if you were abrupt or you weren't using um, your manners or being respectful in any way, shape or form. Um <clears throat> When college admissions officers are having conversations with people, they are going to be evaluating just as you were evaluating them from your first interaction. They're evaluating the student. How are you communicating with them? Did you use proper spelling or were you using text spelling? For example, for the word through, did you put T-H-R-U or are you spelling the word through out? Through in your communication? Are you using text speaks for thank you? Are you putting a TY? Are you spelling it out? Some of those things are going to be really important as you are showing that you know how to have a professional conversation. They're evaluating your writing style and all of those pieces. So let's talk through how some of the people that we might communicate with during that, um, during that college uh, search and application process. So one of the first things that you're going to do as you are having any kind of contact with people in school, even when back starting in freshman year, you're going to have contact with teachers and your school counselors. And so it is incredibly important. You want to start things off on the right foot. Um, as much as first impressions are not everything, they are there. And that first impression that you have can make an incredible difference. You want to make sure that you treat people with respect. And I'm going to keep going back to that. That respect and being polite is such a huge part of what you're doing. Um, you also are going to have, as you are talking to colleges, you might have the someone in the admissions office, the financial aid office. This could be someone in a, if you have a particular major that you are looking into. I know that when I was applying to college, this was a while ago, but I even wrote a formal letter to the dean of the department that I was applying to just to introduce myself and to be able to let them know why I was interested and why I was passionate about their program. But I made sure that I was spell checking. That is such a critical piece to it. You don't want to send something with misspellings. You want to look at grammar check. Um, if you are using Google Chrome, and I know that one of the things that we've talked about in another podcast is um, with your organization is being able to set up that Google account so that you can access things from anywhere. If you download the Grammarly extension, it's a free extension and you actually are able to have that check your spelling and check your, um, your grammar as you are sending that communication so that you can be aware and ahead of things, um, in not sending something that doesn't sound correct or isn't um, worded or saying what it is that you want it to say. The other thing I would do is I also would Go back and reread your email, especially if there's something that you are frustrated with. You want to take a step away from that communication, and then you want to be able to go back to it later on. Give yourself some time to think, some time to process, okay, what is it that I'm thinking of? 
is this how I want to say it? Is this something that is um, worth me being able to address? And what is the benefit going to be in me addressing it or clarifying this particular thing? So you're going to have multiple people in the colleges that you are talking to. So what do we include in a proper email? So one of the things is going to be your subject. You don't want to send an email where you have information um, that you just are including whatever that content might be. Um, that you just put your name in there. They're going to be able to see from your the name on your email. They're going to be able to see who you are. So you want to make sure that your subject speaks to what it is that's going on and it is clear and concise. So. If you had a question about financial aid, maybe you're going to put in there, Courtney Counts, financial aid question dash scholarships or something to explain what it is that you are specifically looking for um, so that that person knows what's happening. You don't want it to be just a one word answer or just a one word subject. You want to be able to, you don't need to give the entire thing. You also don't want to type your email in the subject line, you want to type the content of that email within the body of the email. So you're going to have who the email is going to, you're going to have your subject that is clear and concise about what you have, um, what you are wanting to address. You spelling wise, we want to make sure that you are use are spelling out the words, not just using text spelling or what you would say in a text message or on any of the different social media apps. You're going to start your email with a greeting, dear so-and-so, comma, to whom it may concern. You want to have um, some type of greeting so that you are letting that person know um, that, that you are reaching out to them, not just starting out with whatever the content of the email is. You also want to make sure that you have... Um, that you are addressing that person by their last name. So you want to see, is there anything on the website? You, um, you're not just going to reach out to someone, particularly a doctor um, or someone who is in, in that college process. You want to make sure that you're reaching out and showing respect. This is someone that you don't know. So dear Ms. So-and-so, dear Mr. So-and-so. Um, and if you don't know if that person has which pronouns they use, one of the things that you could look at is looking on the website to see if it shares that. If not, it could be a to whom it may concern type of situation. Um, the other thing that you want to look at as your content is you don't want to have to send something that is rambling or going on and on and on. You want to be clear. You want to be concise and give enough details to be able to explain the situation and be able to have your questions there. But someone that's working isn't necessarily going to have room or time in their schedule to be able to read a three-page email about what's going on. If that's the case and you have that many questions, it might be worth sending an email that says, hi, I have some questions about um, you know, attending XYZ college, I would love an opportunity to speak with you. I think it's, um, it would be easier to go over some of this on the phone. And I would love to schedule a time. So then you have something that's convenient for you. And it's convenient for that person. When you're reaching out to your teachers or your school counselors for letters of recommendation, you know, dear Miss Counts, um, 
I just wanted to request that you write a positive letter of recommendation for me. This is something that is important as I am looking into the colleges that I'm attending. I value our relationship that we have developed over the last four years, and I feel that you would um, understand where I am and what my values are from our conversations. I have attached a copy of my resume as well as activities that I've been involved in and some information so that you know more about what I hope to do and can speak to that in your letter. The due dates of my letter are XYZ date, and I appreciate your time in advance. Sincerely, your student's name. So one of the things with that too is you want to make sure that you have given those students enough time that the students are requesting the letters in advance and giving the recommender enough time to write it. If you came to me and needed me to write a letter of recommendation and you said, you know what, Ms. Counts, I, you know, I have this letter for the students that I work with at the high school. And they said, Ms. Counts, I need this letter by tomorrow or within two days. I can write a letter, but it might not be as detailed and individualized as I would like it to be. So you want to ask at least two weeks in advance and make sure that your teachers and your counselors know that this is something that you, I would love for my letters to be sent by this date to this school. These are my deadlines. You want to make sure that you have that clear communication. They're not going to be able to read your mind um, about when those due dates are or what it is that you need. The other thing is if you, if your school uses a service like Naviance, the teachers are not just going to go in and be checking to see, hmm, has someone, you know, requested a letter from me recently? You need to make sure that you are requesting it in, I would honestly have a conversation in person first, then send the email thanking them with your resume and a description of activities and what you want them to cover. And I will cover that in more detail in a future episode. Um, The other thing is that we cover that in our coaching calls where we go more in depth and into more detail about the specifics of what you need um, to do in having a great letter of recommendation. Um, But one of the things that you're going to look at is having those very specific conversations, being able to um, to let that recommender know what it is that you need, and then you're going to close it out and say, you know, thank you so much for your time, sincerely, and then your name. So <clears throat> when you are writing that proper email, when you're writing an email that is showing respect, that you have things spelled out, and you are following those rules for email etiquette, you are going to be in a great place as far as figuring out what it is Um, that you need to provide to the people who are recommending as well as looking at getting the answers to your exact questions. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you would please um, send me a message or an email about any questions that you might have. If there's anything specific that has helped you in, um, if this has helped you in your college search, I would also love if you would leave a review on the podcast so that others like you can find it. 
If you have specific questions about what you need to do as far as going into that college search process, having that positive communication and starting out on the right foot, I would love to set up a one-on-one coaching call with you. You can email me at admin at confusedtoready.com. As always, I look forward to serving you and your student. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start.